Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'm Pretty for a Black Girl. Make sure you follow me on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Apple and Spotify listeners, rate me and leave me a review, please. Thank you. So I'm here with the champ. Chris, yes. what's going on with you? Champ Cash. Oh, just getting over this long weekend. Yeah, how you feeling today? A little bit hungover, but I'm still strong. I got up early, so I'm making it work. Okay, well, introduce the people. Let them know what you do. Yeah, my name is Champ Cash. I'm a designer slash artist slash entrepreneur slash good-looking, handsome guy. Everything, huh? Oh, you think you fall? Oh, yeah, I'm an explorer. I'm an explorer as well. I'm an explorer. <laughs> we just had that conversation. I explore new lands. That's cool. So um, you have a clothing store on Crenshaw. So tell me about um, tell me about that. How'd you get started? So originally we uh, we moved to Crenshaw in the hopes of the uh, when Nipsey was talking about the Crenshaw destination thing. That was like our our whole reason to moving here over here because we had a store in West LA, hoping that that was gonna be like helping like a thriving area. We thought it was like like the next Black Melrose, mm-hmm. so that was like the hope of moving to the area. But once that happened, it kind of like deter people from coming to the area like shit if y'all leader y'all forefront got killed why the fuck we gonna come shop over here you know what i mean yeah so what is um what has that experience been like for you on crenshaw man that's the that's the hard no i mean that's that's like it's been a lot it's been it's been hard it's been like getting shut down by covid uh streets getting shut down for eight months you know so your business is blocked they still letting you people come through but the streets is blocked off so it's like it's been a whole, it's like, it's been a real, real hard struggle to maintain and stay right there. But it's y'all still here, though. Yeah. So that's, that's a positive. Um, So tell us something about you. So like, where, where are you from? You're from LA, but where did you grow up? Spe- specifically, I grew up in like 50% in the jungles and 50% in West LA. Ah, so you home over here. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like real comfortable. I went to Audubon a little bit. Then I went to schools in West LA, like Mark Twain, Hamilton. You went to Mark Twain, too? Mm-hmm. Shut up! I went there. You went to Mark Twain. <laughs> Is that where I know you from? Maybe so. <laughs> I went to Mark Twain, but I graduated oh five. I don't remember when I graduated from Mark Twain. Wow, that's wild. That is probably that's where probably I know you was. from. Uh that's crazy. I've really been trying to figure that out. Like, I don't know. We follow each other on social media, and I always see you. I like your little clothing line or mm-hmm. whatever. So I've been trying to figure it out. But that's dope. That's crazy. Um, LA is definitely small. No, I always been like my mama moved us around so much. I went to almost every school. Yeah, that's crazy. So for high school, you said you went to Hamilton, right? Hamilton. I went to Hamilton and Taft equally, and I went to like Mayo for like two months. So what what was Champ like growing up? What'd you do? Like what'd you get into in LA? So uh growing up I was into uh I played football the whole time. But I was in the streets equally. So I was like I was balancing the streets and playing football. The streets, huh? You, I was, you I, was, was equally, I was equally good at both. <laughs> So, whatever I did, I was, like, a leader in. So, I was, like, I had my own, like, little means and shit, my own little crew. Okay. So, is that how your clothing line came along? No, I came along more, like, in uh, in junior college. 
So what was that process like for you? Like, how did you get started with your clothing line? And like, let me from the beginning, like you just had an idea or what happened? So really, my boy came with the idea. He called me like, man, I got an idea. Let's do a brand. And he sent me a picture. I'm like, shoot, I can sell anything. I can make it work. So he sent me a design. We went half on everything. And I was at sc- I was in school and I was selling my shit at school and he was selling his shit at work and we were just doing like that. So who was coming up with the actual designs? Like, he was like fully controlled of making the designs. And you you was pushing the product. Yeah, huh? I was like yeah exactly. <laughs> he was he was you know the mass scientist in the booth and I was the face of the brand. I was pushing up. I was out there all the time. I was in events, clubs, playing footballs everywhere like consistently. Yeah, that's understandable. So now what are the dynamics of Rostain like? Who's the creative director? Who you know is the money man? Like, how me. many business partners do you have? I'm the creative director. I'm the money man. I'm the 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 uh, the guy behind the black curtains now. Oh, you kind of wear every hat almost now. I've still got my other partner, and he uh, does marketing. Does uh, he like to? He actually like to handle the event side. He want to do more of the branding when it comes to events, but he handles that, the shoots, and uh, other online marketing. Okay, and has it always been like what is it? Three of you guys. It's two of us now. It's two. So it it was three before? Yeah. Okay. So what what was that transition like? Well, uh, my other partner was like my best friend, basically. But we didn't, we didn't really fall out. He just had some other things going on with himself. And I just told him, like, it'd be best for you to kind of, like, excuse yourself from the brand without trying to play him, like, you know. Right. Everybody. I ain't trying to disrespect him. But it's just like we wasn't seeing eye to eye. He was going through his own personal issues. And I just thought that it'd be best for him just to step off. So did that shift your position in the company? My, my position always been full loan, but it put more baggage on me because it ain't going to lie, it was easier when you got a partner who's doing like 50, 50 of their work, see for me. Yeah. Um, it was times where we would be like out and we had four or five events. It's five of us. It's like four or five of us. It's him, his circle of homies, my circle of homies, cousin circle of homies, and some other our other young homies. So we seen y'all at the event. You didn't see me at that event. But it was some people in there for raw scene represented. So it was like. Oh, you know, that was good when the numbers were f- super strong, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's good to have, like, business partners and people that you can network Definitely. with. Because I own a business, too, and it's like, what? I'm everything. Exactly. You know, it's hard to balance that. So how do you how do you find balance? Because you said you've been doing this since you were in school. Yeah. So, like, what was that process like for you, like, um, trying to balance your business and going to school and getting a degree? So my thing is I make days for everything. So I got a roster. I do my roster. So if... If it don't get done this day, it's gonna be next week. It's not getting prolonged. Cause I used to be trying to do everything in one day, which does the number, you know, drain you out. So it's like I'll, everything got its own day. Some days I got like Sunday and Monday, but I don't do nothing. That That's sounds nice. Complete, I don't do no work. I do what I want to do. That's cool. So. And so you dedicate, is it a certain amount of days a month that you dedicate to your business or every week? Even every week. It's it's like a couple of days where I'm, you know, when the stores open, it's my Stores up in five days, I think three days I'll like put my full energy into the brand. And the other ones I'll be off doing my other ventures. So if it may be music or it may be uh getting uh my next venture, I got like a I got a uh, mobile dog grooming truck. Maybe doing something for the truck, you know. Oh wow. So you you just gonna get it however it comes. Oh no, huh? I got I got <laughs> I got a plan to be rich. Early. As you should I wanna retire before forty. You should. So that's that's an amazing plan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this dog grooming company, this is, uh, is this an extension of your your clothing line, or is this something uh, This is totally separate. This is something, I went to school with my homegirl from Hamilton, and she was dog grooming since, like, out of high school. And she was good at it, and I told her the idea, like, eight years ago, like, you should get a dog grooming truck. Let's, like, try to open up a business and do that. She just, you know, 
she wasn't ready to take that leap on entrepreneurialism, but I already did it instantly. So from some people don't understand, you know, they don't want to take the, the slow days with the bad days. Right. When you're a worker, you ain't got to worry about that. You're still getting paid no matter if it's slow or fast. Right. Yeah. Being are, an entrepreneur is completely different. Yeah. So you have to learn how to manage your dough. So, you know, she finally came around to it literally like last year. Uh, we started some money, got the truck, got everything put into it, put like 25 bands in that joint. And shit, I'm about to actually fully walk out with my initial... Uh, Investment. Investment this month. Wow, that's so dope. The, after that, it'd be like. Doesn't that feel good though? Feels, like yeah. when it yeah. works. When it works. When you have when you get I that return it. on investment, like yeah, you feel like it. man, yeah. you on I top get of my the world, full right? Return on investment next month. So I'm like, cool. Everything worked out. They like, let's do another truck. Let's do three more trucks. <laughs> it's let's that motivation yeah. that you yeah, need. Yeah. When something when something working though, I mean, if, if it work, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It worked. Right. So that's what was your what was your LA experience like growing up? Like. Because I know ultimate, it's different for everybody. I'm a West LA, LA baby, too. So, you the know. Ultimate LA experience. Hanging out, going to the malls every weekend. I hung with my young homies, then I hung with my brothers, too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm doing stuff with my brothers that grown men is doing. I'm going to the club with these niggas. You know, I'm 16 in the club. Oh, you was outside. I was outside, like, we in the club <laughs> club before. Like, Hollywood clubs was popping, like, small little, you know, small little clubs, mixed nuts and stuff like that. Like, so I'm in a club with them, and they, my brother, four years older than me, and my uncle, he, Four years older than him, so I'm with niggas that's 28 and all that. And they throwing me in the lion's den, though. Every time you go to the mall, go talk to the girls. The first month, I was scared as hell. By the second month, I'm like, yeah, I got them. They ready to go back to the house. Let's get it. You feel me? I get yeah, that's a different a experience. Mode. I I grew up in L.A. with a bunch of boys. My sister was like six years younger than me, so I used to hang with my brother, my cousins, ripping and running the street spots I wasn't supposed to be in, you know, just doing the most. But I was always, like, kind of scared, so I never really did too much. But, you know, I did I did a little bit. But how how did you navigate, like, not getting caught up in gang? Acting, oh, so like, I was gang banging. Oh, well, that, I mean. <laughs> I was gangbanging, but I was like, like I said, I was, everything I did, I was good at. I wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm going to gangbang with the homies today. I'm with my brothers <laughs> tomorrow. Like, it just, I'm just balanced. not, yeah, I'm just balanced, like, li- equally. And, like, one thing about that was when I was with the homies hanging out and all that nonsense, I was a leader. So I wouldn't put myself in a situation that I wouldn't say, let's go to this situation. Right. Like, we about to go fight these niggas. I'm saying, let's go over here. Yeah. I'm oh, going like, so you're nah. the ringleader. And it ain't smart to go to these niggas hood and go to a party over here. Like, y'all done. One of the homies did it one time, got beat I said, see, I told you, why you why you playing with them people? Right. I just I just <laughs> had this conversation. I don't, like, I, don't, I never crossed boundaries like that ever in my we life. We came up in, the, I feel like we came up in that era where, like, people, it was dangerous. But, like, I, nobody was scared. Like, it I used to go to house parties. You know why? Because... People wasn't getting sh- people was getting shot, but like when you was a kid, yeah. Now they shoot kids. Yeah, it's different. So I remember back then, some niggas put up on us one time. Oh, y'all from niggas? Shut up, little nigga, before we slap you up. Right now, nigga, I'll pull out and smoke you. Yeah, that's the difference. Like back then, they wouldn't like you was a kid, whatever. Nigga, I remember you, a million and up. one parties getting shut down. They pulled mm-hmm. a garage up, police outside with guns and dogs, and now you scared to even get pulled over. Exactly. We, you know, know. We, we going through a different age uh, when it comes to that because we were a little bit more woke on the black side, so. Right, more aware of these social issues, more because of social network. So, and how does like. how does that make you feel, like as a black man in America, like watching everything that happened, um, just on TV, like real time? It's almost like it's it's, it's happening. Uh, it's every always week. been happening, but people are more formative of it now because they can see it. Yeah, but I read. I was in school, so I was totally aware of always of current issues. I stayed a track on all that, so I can know like how to be moving in the streets. Right. So how do you feel like that's changed over the years for you here? Because I feel the safest in L.A., like, honestly. That's because uh-uh. you know it. 
Like yeah. when I go out to st- other states, they be like, oh, don't go over there. It's Crackerville. But like you said, I don't know that. So I I feel safe in my comfort zone, even though I got to worry about niggas. Right. But I feel safer in my comfort zone. Because you know what I to know worry where, about. I know where not to be at. Right. I'm going to go have fun and relax. I'm going to go to Orange County and kick my feet up. I'm gonna go to the Valley, go out there and kick my feet up. So what triggered your, your like, want or need to travel? Because I feel like, I be feeling like I need to go on vacation every month. I don't know. You should. <laughs> so when I first started traveling, I was going every other month. Yeah. And I feel like if you work hard and you, you know, you should work hard, you should play hard. It's a release for so you. Your- some people, like, buy tables and go to the club, and I go out the country. Right. Yeah, that was me. I've never been, I've never been the club person, but I would go out just because everybody else was going out. But once I discovered, like, really traveling, you know, I would go to different states and things like that when I was younger. But, like, once I got out of high school and I could actually, like, oh, I can go to this country. Like, I can leave and, you know, just explore. My family's not even from here. Um, We're from Jamaica. You know, so I'm a dual citizen. But it was just Jamaica or here, you know, like yeah. where where else are you going? So once I started going like to Europe and to different places, like it's a whole nother world. It's a, it's a, and that's what one problem that we have in the hood is we not uh, well traveled. Like you go to Europe and all that, all them people have been to other countries before. Right. Lot, and they get paid. So even if you work at McDonald's, as long as you got a full job, they're going to pay for your family to go on a vacation every year for two weeks. That's crazy. So everybody when I was out there, they been to Vegas, New York. They haven't probably not hit L.A. yet because they've been to hit Vegas, New York, but they didn't want to Africa. They didn't want to South America. Yeah. They had all these other countries. Places that we're not even, like, worried yeah, about. Like I said, and you could have a regular job, but as long as you got a job and you're paying taxes, they're going to let your family go out the country for a, what, a week or two weeks. That's crazy. So all these people are well-traveled in Europe. So what was your favorite country to visit? Like, what, so far, what's been your favorite? Uh, I think it's, it's between Thailand I just had a great time in Thailand. That's what say. I hear. Because you get a bang for your buck and there's so much to do. It's like being in the city. They got city parts, country parts. You can get a little bit of everything in there. You feel me? So that's, a, and like, I love Colombia. It's small, but it's, it's it's a vibe. I was in Cartagena. I went there last year three times. Yeah, I had, I don't know. One of my favorite, like, nature-wise, one of my favorite experiences was probably Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah. My yeah. boy out there right now. But, um... I don't know. I haven't. I love the Caribbean. Like, I, I guess it's just, it's just. I love the me. islands. The islands is, is the real vacation. Yeah. You go to another city, it's kind of like more exploring land, see what they got going on. So it's like, I feel like when I, wherever I retire, I got to find somewhere that has like a balance. Like Thailand has a balance. I travel yeah. to figure out where I'm going to end up at. Ah, so you want to leave the country? Yeah, no, that's my I goal. I mean, we, we're a third world country in a Gucci belt right now yeah. anyway, so. My goal, but yeah, come on, if you got 200,000 and you go live in Thailand and buy your loft for 30 bands, 40 bands, you'll be living off whatever else you got to save. You got some residual income back home, you'll be straight. Right. And that's what you, you seem like a like a hustler. You're an entrepreneur, so mm-hmm. I feel like you'll have your ducks in a row before you oh, make. definitely. I'm going to have it know. all lined up. I'm going to give my little check, direct deposit. I'm going to be out there chilling, eating grapes. Ten wives. As you should. I don't know. My dad is trying to make me move to Jamaica right now, but I just feel like it's too calm for me. Like they shut down at like seven o'clock. Yeah, it's too early. It's too early for that. You have to like really be like mentally in that place where you know okay, ready to retire. I'm chill. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready to chill. I want to just travel and hang out. Like I said, if you move to Jamaica, you would be paying probably nothing a month. You probably buy a house oh. outright with no taxes. And exactly. But yeah. are you willing to live that slow this early? Exactly. That was my thing. And I have a, we have a store there. Like, I have a hardware store there. And we're in construction development. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't see myself, sorry, like, living there. Are, uh, um, we're in Ocho Rios. Okay. Yeah, my hardware store is in Ocho Rios. And we're starting to develop in, like, you know, the St. Anne, St. Mary's area. Um, my dad lives in St. Anne. Um, he lives in, like, a brand-new development. He was the first person to live there. Okay. Um, you know, it's real chill. But 
it's real chill. Yeah, yeah, like, like I said, he, <laughs> he older, so he, you know, he living off the fruits of his labor. Now I'm right. chilling out here, the big house. And I remember my boy, I never understood that, but a lot of foreigners do that. Like, they come out here and they be sending like $100 back home every month. Yeah. He like, let's go to Jamaica. My mom, my house finally done. We got a two-story house with a pool, but like, it took them 10 years. Yeah, but they did 10 it. Years, but they got done. Right. Yeah, so I definitely, um, I'm, a, I'm on on the fence, fence about about moving there because it's like i mean Not i travel so it's I think like you could, think about it is you could get your shit jump in here boom have a spot out there and you still could you don't have to sit down there though yeah that's that's true you um, if you buy a house there and you have no you have your overhead just drop tremendously so what's your five-year plan for your business like what do you where you see yourself in the next five years i know covid like through everybody through everything through everything back i had a whole plan of what i was gonna do how i was gonna hit the streets but that kind of it, it it shows you who the hustlers was a lot of even a lot of people end up having brands and did all that but once that hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. That money dried up. It, like, it was good and bad. It was like everybody's business got stopped and there was a group of new businesses. Yeah. And new businesses gone because the free money gone. So it's like... Yeah. Seeing who really left and who really hustling, who really a business now. Right. And who really knows what they're doing exactly. because that's the thing. Like the legal side of business, like you got to have all your ducks in a row exactly. because you can start whatever you want to start. But when them taxes come and when, you know, all the paperwork needs to be filed, you know, who who's going to do that? Exactly. You're solely responsible exactly. for you. Did anybody walk you through that process or no, did you just figure I ever it out? Did was trial and error. But like I said, I've always been a leader, so I understand I. I'm going to lose some. Yeah. You start a business off first, you're going to lose some. If you ain't prepared to lose, don't start no business. Right. Yeah, that's it, true. It costs a lot of money to start any business, even if you're starting a fucking a coffee mug business. You don't have to buy them coffee mugs. So you do you feel them. like, because most people, like, I feel like most people have to have a drive or a passion for what they're doing to put 100% into it. You weren't initially into, like, clothing mm -hmm. brands or whatever so like how was that process for you was it more so just the business process for you or was it um like what what drives you was it the actual clothing line or was it just the business, business? i love business yeah i love business and i like to see all my businesses flourish but i'm like i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be one of them uh angel investors when i get rich <laughs> I'm gonna be investing in little businesses who I feel like got the right potential and got the the, 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 the analytics right. I yeah. feel like I said, it's more of the business side, it's more of the hustle and bustle. That's just part of being. An you just see the potential on yeah, something, and yeah. you know you're willing to take that risk because that's what it is ultimately. Yeah. Because you can have a million and one ideas. But this this is how real businessmen think. They gonna invest in five businesses. If two of them hit, I make my money back plus interest. Right. If three of them hit, I'm balling. If all of them hit, it's a wrap. 
Right. So you can't look gamble. at it as one. Yeah. You don't never look at it as one. Real businessmen don't have one business. Yeah, and that's the thing. You got to spend money to make money, too. Exactly. But when you, you know. start getting some positive income back, and you're straight. Like I yeah. said, then now that other one, if that one is slow, the other one paying for it anyway. So now it doesn't cost you nothing. You get your return on investment back. Okay, I'm going to get that one. Throw it into another business. Right. So what what would you recommend for somebody that wants to start not only a clothing line, because apparently mm-hmm. you, you're a jack of all trades, so... Like, if somebody wanted to get started um, with a business venture, what would you um, tell them now? Or, like, what would be, be your advice? Go hang out with some people who got businesses that you like. If that's the type of business you want to get in, you want to sell clothes, shoes, you want to do mastery hats, whatever you want to do, go hang with somebody who do that. Just see what it is and just ask them some questions. And then most people ain't going to trip. If you do charge, you tell them, like, I'm going to pay you 50 bucks for a consulting fee. I just want to find out what you do. Yeah. People have paid me consulting fees before, multiple times. Did you do that, like, initially? To, no, or you just kind of uh, figured it out? Figured it out, trial and error. And it still ain't perfect. Right. It still ain't perfect, but trial and error. But it's the it's the progress yeah, that, right. that matters. And Definitely. it's, yeah, I get it. Um, are you where you thought you would be, like, 10 years, life, 10 years ago? Yeah. I'm way better than I thought I was going to be. Yeah? I'm having it my way. I respect I'm that. I'm having it my way, and I love it. People like, Bro, from where I came from, from game banging, really game banging, hanging out all day, doing nothing. Yeah. And one day I was just like, I'm going to go back to school. I went back to school. And I didn't go to school because I wanted to go to school. I wanted to find out your age. I'm going to keep it G. I didn't want a job. I wanted to find out your age. And I got a part-time job. I was working on weekends. And then I was just stuck in a financial way. I'm like, damn, I was doing schoolwork. But the first time I went to school, I ended up being like bad grades. And you ain't getting your financial aid if you ain't keeping the GPA. Yeah. I started taking this serious. I started taking it serious. It's not even hard. You just got to apply yourself. I'm learning. Going to rate your professor, find out who the easier professor is, doing all this little shit. To, you know, at the end of graduate, I got 3.4. Yeah. And still doing minimal work, though. Still hanging out with the homies every weekend. I just make sure my days is like, okay, I'm on school Tuesday and Thursday. I'm on school work all Tuesday and Thursday. I do my work on the last day of the week. I got school Tuesday. I do my homework on Monday. That's That's dope. I mean, I just, for me, my process school, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go to school either. I was always like, um, I was outside. I just like money. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing for me. And my grandma was like, you, um, you know, nurses make a lot of money and like, you need to go to school for nursing. So started going to school for nursing and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like what? And so I ended up taking a course, um, because I couldn't get a full schedule one semester and I took a course in dental assistant like so I could have a job while I was in school and I've been in dentistry for 10 years mm. just because it's easy for me yeah but you've been in for 10 years it's easy you've mastered it already right years, and not, then I got bored mastery. that's when I started a business because I got mm. bored and I was like okay I know I like to run businesses and I like to build businesses to a certain extent so you, you still do both still yeah do, I still okay. do both smooth then. yeah but it's just like um I feel like I've reached my max when it comes to dentistry like okay now I'm in another phase of life you, then but you don't even know you can go to Jamaica with that same game and kill them I'm pretty sure they don't got a lot of dentists out there I mean, they they do, but I feel like dentistry is it's evolved and it's changed over the years to where it's not as lucrative as it, as it used to be for like private practices and you know because uh, corporate's taking over. I just went to a private practice and spent seven thousand on my mouth. I'm sure, but corporate is like taking over. So like the like the volume of yeah, like the volume of new no, patients. They, they losing a. Because people are like doing veneers and stuff yeah. now, and like you know they're more aware of their smiles. Like you know everything comes in phases, but before that, it was kind of like offices were shutting down or they were selling to corporate mm-hmm. because they couldn't afford to stay afloat. I mean the economy is has been changing and is it was bound to happen mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but everybody's in survival mode. Like you tell somebody like you need to have open heart surgery, they're gonna be like, oh my god, 
you tell somebody like you need a crown on your tooth, they're gonna be like, what? It doesn't hurt. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's definitely different. But everything that I learned in dentistry, I applied like in other businesses. So when I started my own business, I was like, okay, this kind of worked for me. This didn't work for me. And I realized that every business is the same. Like the basics of the business mm-hmm. is always going to be the same. You know, the only thing that changes up is the clientele or your patient base or whatever the case may be. But the fundamentals of running a business are always the yeah. same. And once I realized that, then that's when I started my own business. That's when I started looking into other places and realizing like, oh, you can make like a lot of money, you know, doing different things. And it just broadened my horizons and then like traveling really made me look like I wanted to start a business with my dad because I'm like, damn, all of these black people in this country and y'all paying them pennies, exactly $70 a week to run your multi-million dollar business. You know, you coming from other countries and cleaning up and you don't even trust them to swipe a credit card in your business. Exactly. You know, the manager coming out the back because they don't want them touching the cards, but they can work here for you. You know, so I felt like I wanted to build something for my people you know, so I feel like what what was your motivation for like building your brand and your business? Was it for you or was it what was the bigger picture for you? So it most people who even work for my brand was family. So it's always been more about like putting my people on and actually being like the model. Be the model. The person from the who made it, the person who put it on. Everybody, oh bro, you got it, you having it. And that always felt good knowing the person who who's being the leader, the forefront of the entrepreneurialism in, in the city. Right. That's dope though. Like that you can you can show do you have like siblings? Mm-hmm. You don't you have kids or no? No, nah, no, nah, no kids. I just got a brothers. Yeah. How many brothers you got? Uh, four. Four. Nieces and nephews. They all I'm I'm I'm, I'm the rich uncle in the head. <laughs> I ain't rich. <laughs> That's I ain't funny. rich. Make it clear. I ain't rich, but to them I'm rich because I can actually no, I don't have a problem buying them all Happy Meals. Yeah. Because I ain't got no kids. I ain't going to see y'all again for two weeks, so I can buy y'all all Happy Meals for $25. That is funny. I ain't going to see y'all again for two Because weeks. I've been that aunt. Like, I promise you, my nieces and nephews will call me. Like, my sister-in-law just called me like, I don't know what's wrong with your niece. Like, she asked me for McDonald's. I told her no. She like, well, I'm going to just call T.T. Deja because I don't, like, what's wrong with you? Because I've just always, you know, like... We were like that growing up with my parents. You know, we were fortunate enough to have a little bit of money when I was growing up, you know. So, like, our parents were like, whatever. Like, as long as you're not bad, you know, you can do whatever. But I feel like with my siblings, like, my love my brother to death, but he's very irresponsible. You know, so it's like uh, your focus when you're growing as an adult, too, is, like, not – you're still growing up, so you can't really give your kids, like, you know, what they need. So I feel like I'm that cushion in between, like, you know, what they can't do and what, you know, what I can't. Like, why not? Their Kids don't know the difference. They just know either you can do it or you can't. You know, and I wanted to lead by example. So that's that's dope, though, that you have, like – are you the first generation? I'm a first generation, first generation uh, college graduate. I'm a first generation person to open a business and, like, the – I've been like the leader of the family like the whole time. Yeah, you just lead everything, huh? You was you was the leader if, when you if was I'm outside. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm, and I'm not following <laughs> nobody. If I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be the best at it. I'm gonna be a leader. I don't want I don't nobody that hold my hand. I'm a I'm going in first off the deep end, and whatever happens, happens. So you rap too, right? Yeah. How'd you get into that? Just another so hustle. I was rapping. Or? I was rapping before. I was doing clothes, and I was um, this is when we was like nineteen ish. I was rapping in uh. It was talking to some like small label, and we actually got picked up by Warner's brother. But the dude tried to like a funny deal. We didn't know no better. We had signed all our music rights away. Oh wow! Another lesson. Another lesson learned, and then I was like, I ain't never signed with nobody again. But I didn't know no better. I was just nigga was giving us free t- studio time, free beats, had people coming in, real you know engineers, real yeah. producers, and was cooking everything up, mixing everything, and he packaged it up and was sending it to labels, and 
Warner Bros. had tapped in and wanted to do a deal with me and my boy. We was a group. Uh-huh. Like, nah, you got to get my whole label. And they wasn't feeling that, and they just backed out. And he never told us. His assistant told us. Mm-hmm. After that, I was just like, I'm over music right now. I just finished going to school. And I was playing football the same time. I was doing music, game banging, going to school, <laughs> and playing football. And we had won uh, the city championship that year at JUCO at ELAC. So I was doing all that at one time. But I, just, like I, said, I always had my shit lined up every day, how I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, well, how do you have time for anything else? Because like, I never ha- I haven't had, like, too many serious relationships. But then I had, like, four, three and a half relationships. Mm-hmm. At, best. <laughs> at best. At best. So what happened? Was it you or was it them? I'm always blame myself. It's never always just me. One for <laughs> sure wasn't me. I'm going to give it that. But it was one of the things we was growing up. I started finding myself. I started... You know, I was young. I was just like, oh, she cute. I like her. But now I'm that nigga. I feel like I'm that nigga. Like, you got to You got to bring some more yeah, to the table. you got to bring some more wood to the table to make cute. I don't need no cute. I don't need too many cute women around me for just doing nothing. So what's what's dating like for you right now in L.A.? Dating in L.A.? So it's it's hard to decipher who really for you or who just want to fuck with you because your image. So it's like. Understandable. I don't be, I don't, I don't feel like I'm involving myself with anybody who ain't equally yoked. You shouldn't equally yoked. And I I promise I just did a show on like relationships and dating. That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like um I don't you don't run into too many people here that don't know somebody you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and at first I used to date people like oh like I don't want to date a stranger. Like I'll date somebody that somebody introduced me yeah, to exactly. or something like that. Now you don't know nobody I know. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to know anybody that I know. You anybody that Earl. <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> Did you go to prom with? Like, damn, no, nah, that wasn't me. You know, I just feel like it's uh, the dynamics of dating are different. So, what's like um, a deal breaker for you? She, the, she smashed the homies, and I have bad <laughs> ones always. But one of my homies is just like he going He didn't half LA and been on his roster, so it's just like if I see you following, this is not a thing for you. And I know he, I know he closed the deal. He a deal closer. He's a deal closer. He should have been a he should have been a lawyer or a businessman because he don't he gonna get it done. So that's that's that draws that's the line a, for you. And I done had some good women with things going on, but they didn't know what time he was on. He not on no slow down. They was oh I like him. He cool. He's fun. Hang out with him. And he didn't swing them out the draws. And then <laughs> and then nothing. I, yeah. And then oh, okay, well he's not ready to be serious. You didn't see that from the nigga Instagram. That's Party crazy. with women all day. That's, that's I need to start paying more attention to social life. media because I don't like I be on there, but I'm not really on there. And yeah. I feel like I, I'm on there when I need to be, but I've noticed that that's like the, that that's the, you, you measure that's whoever like you, you That's the measurable that. Some people yeah, like their resume or something. Exactly. Exactly. Girl, like, oh, I can't mess with you. Follow them. I said, I don't even mess with them, but it's cool. I respect it because I'm going to do the same way. <laughs> that's wild. the same way. So right. What, what is your dating life like right now? Do you have one? Do you squeeze it in or what? Do you, you put that on the schedule between your, uh, your business days and your traveling or how does that uh, work? Um, or you just find somebody that's on what you want? It really be. My schedule be so tight. I'm not going to act like I'm just a super as busy as nigga. Like, if we get a day and do our thing, we're going to get a day and do our thing. Maybe a couple of hours and maybe, oh, you know what? My Friday day, that's the rest of the day is let's go do it up. But are you chilling chilling right now? You're just dating or, like, what are you looking for something? I'm like having what? it my way. Whatever if that I means. If I wanted to have it on Friday <laughs> or Saturday, that's how I'm having it my way. Whatever that means to you, huh? Having it my way. But no, nah, I'm not uh, actively uh, uh, in a relationship. Exactly that now. I'm having it my way. Y'all hear that? 
So if you ain't ready to give it my way, don't come go, this Go way. ahead, plug your Insta in while yeah, you at Tim it. Cash. <laughs> so AKA, tell everybody. Uh, Mr. Never Home. Go ahead. Tell everybody where they can find you at. They I'll they go gonna pull up on Crenshaw looking for you or what? What's up? Don't put up on Crenshaw looking for me. I don't be there. <laughs> if you do, I'm gonna be in the back looking through the window like who in there? Who on me? Who that? <laughs> so, Rustin, can they get your stuff online? They gotta come in the yeah, store. Yeah, I can shop uh, RustinLA.com online. I can come to the store four three two one Crenshaw Boulevard. Uh, you may see me out one day. I got some free shirts in the back. So, so if you if you act right and act nice, you may get a free. All right, well, I'm I'm finna pull up because I'm gonna need some mm-hmm. I'm gonna need some merch now. So you you came in and you you showed me love. Thank you for coming. Definitely. I appreciate you, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Make sure y'all uh, follow up Champ Cash though. Champ Cash. It's only one Champ Cash on here. Just follow Champ Cash. You'll get it. I'm pretty for a black girl. Make sure you follow me on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Why is that Apple and Spotify. Oh, thank you for asking. Well, let's back that up a little bit. So I feel like that was such a backhanded compliment. It was. You pretty for a black girl. Right. So I flipped the script. Yeah, black girls are pretty. We're a lot of things. You know what I mean? I wanted to turn it into something positive because I've heard that so many times. I So I lived You've in Rancho Cucamonga. I thought it was like for like dark-skinned women, not for like black women. Just in general. I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, like Ontario. Like I always went to school in L.A., but we always lived out there. So when I played sports and I did like dance, stuff like that, like I was always usually the only black girl. And I've heard that like multiple times. Like what do you mean like black women can't be pretty? I'm pretty because I'm a black woman. Not because, you know, not like, oh, like black women aren't pretty or something like that, yeah. you know? So I took it just like we use the word nigga now. You know, like, you know, it was derogatory, but you're going to turn it into whatever you want it to be. Definitely. You know, so I just flipped the script and made it something positive, um, you know, and here we are. Like, I just want to celebrate black women. And I just felt like anything that somebody uses against you or that's meant to be negative, just take the power. Exactly. You know, and well, here I like we are. That. I like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty for a black girl. I'm pretty for a black girl. Make sure you follow me on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Apple and Spotify listeners, rate me and leave me a review. Yeah, she getting her YouTube rate soon, too. Y'all cut it. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.